Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! It's news time. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I can't think of anything good to say, so I'm going to just go roll right into it. My name is Jay, joined as always by Troy. How are we, mate? I'm all right. I'm, I'm comfy now. I'm back in my own chair and not fucking train seats for three hours traveling from, from Yorkshire. <laughs> Literally just stepped off the train, but I'm good. Spent most of last night soaking in a hot tub, so pruned up for about three hours. <laughs> yeah, all good, man. All right? Yeah, other than a... Other than a chest infection, I can't, I can't uh, um, kick. So if my voice starts going really raspy during this, that's why. <laughs> um, <clears throat> chest lurgy. Yeah, not COVID. Don't worry, guys. Um, anyway, <laughs> shall shall we get on un- the way? Because there's a fucking metric fuck ton of news this week. There's an awful lot of news. There's a lot. So WrestleVotes tweeted before Raw, um, saying, "All I'll say is that." is the numbers news is a hot topic right now backstage. This is after AEW Rampage tied SmackDown with their 18 to 49 demographic and beat them head-to-head in the half an hour they crossed over. Uh, SmackDown did beat them in overall viewership. Um, considering they say they're not competition. <laughs> well, <laughs> Looking at the numbers an awful lot. They, for... they, they literally put an encore presentation of SmackDown head-to-head with Dynamite last night. Really? Yeah, like they, they actually did that. That's the thing they did, but it's not competition. Um, <clears throat> it's just, it's really petty. I'm just kind yeah. of tired of hearing about it. Like, I, well, do fans I really care about viewership numbers or demographic? I, really? If they, if I don't they, give a shit. No, I, I care about the pro. The if they're putting on good wrestling each week. If the matches are decent, fine. Mm. I really don't care how many people the, are watching it or the age of those people that are or aren't yeah. watching it. I think the thing is, is that it's it's one of those things where WWE have acted like they're not competition when they clearly are. Yeah, they've, they're trying to like play it down when they're clearly bothered. Yeah. Apparently, Vin, apparently Vince was acting like a fucking child having a tantrum, like <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't let anyone see how upset he was about it all, and he was like, just like whenever it got brought up, he just walk away. What? Um, yeah, because he's then a- then just do better. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not hard. Just do better. But the thing is, as well, is that it's something that WWE have kind of like chimed on about so much, which I think is why everyone else is now getting on it. Because mm. WWE, um, when they signed with Fox, and way before this, like in the whole like Monday Night Wars, it was always some talking about this and that and the ratings and all that was the whole crux of the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Which is why like people who are like clamoring for that sort of like same thing mm. cling straight to that and it's a broken system now anyway. The Nielsen system, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take into account like anything like streaming services. Yeah, streaming services, multiple TV. Because I, I think worldwide numbers, I think AW probably have a hell of a lot more than what is representative of it because yeah. of, like in Canada and the U and the UK and most of Europe it's fight TV. 
Mm, so mm. that's a huge that, number. That and that's a number that doesn't get released. And like yeah. even even when WWE will like leak the uh, rampage rate and SmackDown ratings earlier in the weekend when they're like, oh, we beat them. It was like the fast nationals, which doesn't take into account the breakdown of everything. Right. Just like a, it's just like a, a snapshot a overview. Yeah, and it doesn't take into account like if people have like um put it, like recorded it on TiVo or whatever it is. Right, right, right. Stuff like that, which would would factor into it. Hmm. Um, uh, it's all these things. I don't really know much about it, but I've definitely become something of an armchair expert from like all this shit that goes. Just the amount of stuff that goes about about it now. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm. From, Meltzer said it was a mainly like it's from like an advertiser's point of view. So right. if they if they've got that key demographic, it's going to make it more appealing to advertisers. Mm-hmm. Is that that's that's the real kind of whole thing why it's a big yeah. deal? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, AW's B show beating WWE's A show. That's that's huge. That is. Mm. Huge. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. It's better. Yeah. It's a better well, product to watch when, at the moment. When you look at what actually went head-to-head, it's quite surprising. In terms of what? So, the in the crossover, um, it was Punk and Seidel versus Becky and Sasha. Right. Which I think Punk and Seidel, like, drew a bit of it away because it's CM Punk. Because it's Punk, yeah. It's yeah. still, like, kind of exciting, isn't it? Um, But then, like, the Roman and Brock segment, which lost even more viewers, was up against Ruby Soho versus the Bunny, <laughs> which was like, okay, that that yeah. not not to like dismiss that match in any at, at all because they're both excellent wrestlers and mm. it was a fine match. But I was yeah. like, oh, well, that, that's weird that they've kind of well, that's the other side I, of the coin, isn't it? That's had the that drop was, off, yeah, yeah, hmm. but, yeah. Very very good show that AW put out last week. Um, yeah. And well, and every week, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. WWE just do better. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle votes. Uh, sticking with news from Wrestle votes. Uh, also tweeted out that source state that WWE is shifting Karrion Cross's character once again. The plan now is for him to move into more of a psycho, yet still calm and cool. As of now, the helmet stays, but for whatever reason, still no Scarlet. Presentation of the entrance, including theme music, is set to change as well. Yay. Woo. Did you see the picture that he put out on Twitter? Yeah, it just looks like hit Grown his hair out. Yeah. Looks like looks like a Hemsworth. <laughs> it does. Or it's I, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. As I said, Hitman. <laughs> um, just yeah, well, been off the mask. What just, what's the mask all about? The mask only works if it's with his attire that he's been wearing. Well, I say it works. Mm. It didn't really work with that, but it makes sense in the context of what looks the rest good. of it is. It looks good as a toy, and that's the whole reason why they want to do it, isn't it? Mm. That, that's, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It looks good as a toy. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, just do what he did in Impact. Mm. Just do, like, where he basically, like, Sean O'Hare's Devil's Advocate character, but he was also, like, a fucking nutter. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It sounds like, like it might be shifting more towards that. It kind of sounds a little bit more... Well, that was sort of what he was doing in NXT. Yeah. Which, was. like, that's that's what's so bizarre about what they've done with him since they brought him to Maine. If it's not broken, don't try and fix it. Changed him completely. Realise, actually, we want to shift it 
pretty much back to what he was doing before. Mm, but <laughs> I don't know. I I, I thought up until like maybe his last like couple of like as soon as he'd shown up on Raw, he'd lost a lot of like the magic in NXT and it was like mm. it was like they were trying to do damage control on the on the whole character. Yeah. The whole time. Um I, I think before that he was a very compelling character. Like when they did the um the five man match and it was just Oh yeah with Dunn it, and O'Reilly yeah, and it was, yeah. It was literally just like that scene in Infinity War where like the Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange and Iron mm. Man are all take down Thanos. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what that match. That's was what that was. Like. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they didn't. I, and again, like having, having Scarlet adds like another cool wrinkle to it. I don't know why they took Scarlet away. Mm. I think it's something to do with an injury, but I'm not too sure. Like I've, I've seen a few things like that knocking about, but I've not read too much into it. Was it like an injury? Like she's not an in-ring competitor. So what's it matter? Like, she, all she does is walk him down to the ring. Well, they, unless, they unless their, she's in a wheelchair. They like, had their wrestling um, matches before like, they caught up, so I think they were going to have them both wrestling. They don't need to do that. But it's it's just it's just the way they do it, isn't it? Like they they get something from NXT. It's like this is really popular in NXT. Let's change it. It's nonsense. Even even Hit Row, they've changed Hit Row already. No, really. Not not massively. Like all they've done is they've made basically what I said they do. They made Top Dollar the the leader of them, and Swerve and Ashanti are the um, tag team now. Oh what? Yeah. So uh. Top Dollar's going to be the singles guy because he's a massive, and Swerve's going to be a. I, I the second he got called up, I said that's what they're going to do. That was yeah. I remember you saying Top Dollar would be the one that will push. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to push Swerve because he's not big enough, which is shit because he's amazing. He's the best one out of all of them. And yeah, he's he's easily the most talented in-ring worker out with a lot of them. Yeah. Oh. Top, dollar's not, top dollar's the most charismatic, but and he's he's fantastic as well. But mm. Swerve's um Swerve's definitely like the more talented in-ring guy, but yeah, just it's just WWE, isn't it? Mm. Should we should we um should, should we speak some more about WWE trying to repackage people. Please, this, please this is do. One, this is one we've talked about so much in the last couple of weeks, but it's just more keeps coming out about it, and it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, um, executive director of Raw and SmackDown, Bruce Pritchard, was reportedly the man behind the idea to have Adam Cole cut his hair, become a manager for Keith Lee, and become a manager for Keith Lee on the main roster. Um, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, it was Pritchard who initially pitched the idea, which in Meltzer's view, highlights just how, how out of touch with modern wrestling those people closest to Vince McMahon truly are. This is this next for Damon. <laughs> Meltzer said, Bruce was the guy with the Adam Cole idea. That's not the guy. That's not the guy you want there. He, he Vince, needs the guy who, who is a, prod, a product of the last few years of wrestling, who knows the last few years of wrestling and understands today's wrestling and has a clue of where tomorrow's wrestling is going because today's wrestling doesn't matter. You shouldn't be thinking, you should be thinking of 2024 and 2025 right now. If you're in 1980, then you're going to be even further away. Here's an idea. Hunter's there. He gets it. And yeah, he did. Him and Shawn Michaels genuinely did get it. Yeah. But then it, it's just, it's, it's all just fucking, it, it's all just people trying to stab each other in the back there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
like Bruce Pritchard doesn't like Triple H and Stephanie. It's well known. He's talked about it on his podcast a lot. Fair they right. got him fired originally. Um, <laughs> and like they kind of like put him out to pasture. Well, Stephanie did. Um, so he's never been a big fan of them. He's been very vocal about it on his podcast. I was surprised when he came back to WWE. Oh, okay. They'd actually hire him because of what he said about Stephanie and Triple H in the past. Um, but the hell, I didn't realize he said anything. <clears throat> he's also the same guy that, when he was in charge of Impact, let Bobby Roode and AJ Styles' contracts run down when they were both like basically champions. Um, wow. And and not just any champions, like the world champion. Yeah, um, yeah. He did it twice. Um, wow. Fuck me. <laughs> he, he's. He's a great mind for the business in one sense, but it's like Cornette. Like Cornette was a great mind for the business hmm. back in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, Cornette today doesn't have a fucking clue about half the stuff that's popular. No, not at all. So he shouldn't be anywhere near a wrestling company, in no. my opinion. No, the same with Bruce Pritchard. He, I mean, he's the guy who created Kane. For fuck's sake, Kane's an excellent character, mm-hmm. but he's then trying to draw too much back from like that sort of old thing like the, the fact that NXT 2.0 on paper is essentially the new generation of WWE from 1995 where everyone had to have mm-hmm. a job yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was shit back then and it's well it's not shit now it's but not it, shit now it, but it doesn't it's work good. though it's not good yeah um, the, the fact that like that, but this again this is why like WWE managed to um like gain the foot like the advantage in the attitude era because they had Vince Russo there yeah who was reined in by Vince so he didn't do too much crazy shit hmm. but, but still forward thinking yeah he still wanted to make it more like a reality TV show and less like a wrestling company mm-hmm. and that's why AEW is so popular because Tony Khan has seen what fans want he's listened to what fans want and he's gone okay well this is where we're going with it. We're gonna do long-term storytelling because people want that. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna do like exciting matchups because people want that. We're not gonna do like eight million rematches of the same fucking match. Mm-hmm. Because people want that. Yeah, like yeah. They, they're doing they're doing a lot of trilogies at the moment, but I mean, That's it's still was. it's still fresh. It still keeps it. It, it doesn't overstay its welcome half the time, unless mm. it's a uh, Cody versus Malachi Black last night. Um, <laughs> But yeah, let's not worry about that. But it either way, it's just it it is like WWE is just like an audience of one, which yeah. is an eighty well pushing eighty year old man who probably should have retired years ago. Mm. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh Rhea Ripley took to social media this week to inform fans that she had lost a suitcase in Albuquerque, New Mexico whilst traveling. The suitcase includes not only her ring gear, but more importantly, her WWE Women's Tag Team Championship belt. Oh dear! Yeah, she um, she she so she was quite optimistic at first, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's gone." Um, yeah. And then she was like, "If anyone sees my gear or my belt, well, not the belt because the belt will probably get fucking melted down or some shit." But she's like, "If anyone sees my gear, can you like let me know so I can like get it back?" And then, did you see Duke Hudson's tweet? Yes. He's like, oh, I've just got loads of money for Rhea Ripley's gear. <laughs> um, yeah. She had to borrow Damien Priest's ring, like, ring pants, didn't she? 
yeah, like some house is, show. Which is mad because like he's so much taller than it. I was gonna say there's quite a height difference. Yeah, apparently. Like his, his leg is like most of her body. She's apparently only like five in, seven, five in, eight. In length in length, like yeah. He's got dead long legs, hasn't he? It's gangly, and he's like a like a tree. Um, yeah, he's what six four, six five. I thought he was taller. Maybe six six. Yeah. He's definitely got about a foot on Rhea Ripley. So how his trousers fit her, I do not know. She looked. She looked like she had them like rolled up into a boot and like ah okay. I'm put. I'm pulled up quite high as well. Right, right. <laughs> fair, well, play, fair play, play. Good, yeah, good oh, guy, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Top top guy, Damien Priest. I'm going to Google how tall he is very quickly now. Um, I think he's maybe 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. What you got? He is 6'5". Okay. Yeah. And Rhea Ripley is apparently 5'7", I think. I thought it was 5'10". Uh, oh, I actually. Was, I thought you was 6 foot. Let's have a look. 1.71 meters. What's that in feet? Let's have a look. Uh, she is five foot six. It says five seven on a wiki. That's crazy. I mean, it's definitely not six foot five. So that would mean <laughs> she's the same height as Ray Mysterio. No, in kayfabe terms, but Ray's definitely like five foot. No more than five foot. You, you've seen the picture of me with Rey Mysterio. I'm towering over him. <laughs> like Gandalf and in, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> in comparison, it's like you stood next to Uber and Junior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> moving on. Um, sources have told Give Me Sport that... Uh, this is another update from what uh, we were talking about last week. Um, mm. Sources have told Give Me Sport that there are many within WWE with several of those being people of influence who believe that Montez Ford could be a high star for the company. Uh, Ford main evented SmackDown on September 17th against Roman Reigns, which Gimme Sports has been told was seen by WWE higher-ups as a trial for Ford as a single star, which he is said to have passed with flying colours. As reported by WrestleVotes last week, there was talk of splitting up street profits in the draft this month, uh, the objective of which would have been told to have a serious push for Montez Ford as a single star. Still haven't got around to seeing that match yet, but I do it's hear it was very, very good. Um, why, why he's is... a guy who you look at and you go, yeah, he's he's got star written all over him. Yeah, yeah. Why split them up, though? You don't need to split them up. You can have someone have a singles push and still be in a tag team. They manage it with the I, New Day. I know. I think I think it's more because they probably want to separate them as opposed to splitting them up and having them feud. Mm. Because then usually, like, neither of them get anything good come out of it because he just gets stuck in like the fucking doldrums mm. each other for like a couple of months. Whatever they what? split to- oh, like, like so- when they split up the primetime players and it was like, oh yeah, here we go. One of them's getting a big push and neither of them did. Yeah, yeah. Ah, why is it they split up heavy machinery, didn't they? And Otis got to push and yeah. Tucker got a haircut and a new gear and then released mm. friend of the podcast. Oh, indeed. Oh man. Yeah, that'd be a shame because I'd like Street Profits. And I, my issue with Street Profits is, I think they've kind of not run the course. I don't think they've run the course, but I think they've gone a bit stale. Mm. Like a heel turn. We said this a while I ago. Think, I think Montez Ford is a good enough talker that he could be a tremendous heel. 
Yeah. Like The Rock. <coughs> Angelo Dawkins is imposing enough that he'd be a really good, like, heel. Mm, big hoss. Yeah. Yeah. Even get them like a faction. Yeah, man. Those with Bianca. Show. It's a good show, actually. Bianca's, in my opinion, Bianca's like amazing as a heel. So, mm. she's, like her whole thing in NXT, she was pretty much a heel, wasn't she? Yeah, she's tremendous as a face, but she's brilliant as a heel as well. Mm. Moving on, um, some NXT news. JC Jane reportedly underwent a CT scan after her botched suicide dive uh, from this past Tuesday's episode of NXT 2.0. Uh, an update from Wrestling Observer Live reveals that JC underwent a full CT scan after the show at a medical facility, which she passed and has been described as being okay and clean, which is a good indicator that she didn't suffer a concussion on the fall. Uh, it remains unclear if Jane will miss any ring action, but as of this report, uh, she's still advertised for next week's Scareway to Hell ladder match at Halloween Havoc. Yeah, that wasn't a nice a nice landing um yeah, pretty nasty. Didn't, but it's she caught the knee on the ropes, didn't she, when she dived? I think it was her knee or a, a trailing foot. And mm. yeah, it just it tripped her up. So she got absolutely no momentum coming out of the ropes. It was as, as soon as she clipped it, she just went straight down. Down sort of landed sort of head <laughs> shoulder first. Um, yeah, not nice at all, but really good to hear she's all right. Um, I was thinking this after it happened, like if she's out of that. What are they going to do? And I think me and Aaron discussed it and said, they just dropped Mandy Rose into it and they go all out and pull the trigger on them. She does double duty. She wins both belts in the same night. They did it with uh, Adam Cole, didn't he, in the Undisputed Era? Yeah. uh, Was it Bobby Fish? Fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When the the shoe-owned Roderick Strong into the Undisputed Era. Yeah. And then never looked back. Oh, is that when he turned on Pete Dunne? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Wasn't wasn't it uh, it a triple threat match or was it... Went on to pain in it as well. No, wasn't it the Dusty Cup? No, it was when Undisputed Era cost the winners of the Dusty Cup. Ah, that was it. Or interfered in the final. Yeah, something like that. So then Regal just made it a triple threat because Adam Cole goes through a table dead early on because he had the match with um, Alistair Black, I think it was. Uh, Was that the street fight? Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) Takeover... Philadelphia, Chicago? Yeah. One of them. Yeah. I'd like to see them. Say again. Can't wait for those two to have a match again. Cold and black. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, hopefully um, she is still included in that match in Halloween Havoc. However, uh, it would be pretty cool if they then dropped Mandy Rosen and uh, had her win both bouts in the night. I think that'd be really cool. We shall see. Have them free bed the the women's tag titles. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, moving on. This is this is a meaty one. This, this um, is hefty. Yeah. So, Bodyslam.net posted an article about SK being sacrificed by a sex these fans at CWC. You'll have to say um, that again, mate. Your uh, a recent your connection went a bit. You went a bit oh, a bit squiffy. You couldn't hear that first I'll line. I'll just say the whole thing again then. Uh, Bodyslam.net posted an article about MSK being sabotaged by a section of NXT fans at the CWC. A recent Reddit post um, that's been making the rounds on social media suggests that the reason the current NXT tag team champs were getting such a nasty reaction was due to a tweet that Nash Carter, one half of MSK, had made in 2018 criticising the spot that included the 13-year-old Izzy taking a choke slam at an indie show. Um, Izzy, who you remember... 
is um, the Bailey super fan that um, made it all about her <laughs> the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, that Sasha Banks in the ultimate face then made cry during Banks and <laughs> Bailey's 30 minute Iron Man match. Um, <clears throat> and along with her parents, have been very prominent figures in the NXT community for years. Uh, the post alleges that Izzy's parents held a grudge against Carter, who got a group of very, and got a group of very vocal NXT fans to boo them mercilessly whenever they would whenever they would appear. Um, <clears throat> now, this is where before I get into this, that like next bit, this is kind of where the line starts blaring because Cultaholic ran this story on I want to say Thursday, right. and then on Friday. They'd had a, they'd been contacted by somebody who was part of this group of fans, who said, "No, this is not the case at all. Uh, it's because we are big Trey Miguel fans, and we are angry that Trey Miguel is not there, so we're booing them." Which really? Doesn't really add up because Trey Miguel said he turned it down. He didn't. Yeah, wasn't not asked. He said he. It didn't wasn't that he to. wasn't offered. He said he turned it down. Yeah, and then he said, "Oh, we're we're choosing to." choosing to cheer Legado in that situation because they're our boys. And then they were mm. saying that he chose to cheer GYV because they felt GYV deserved it more. Um, no lies detected. Yeah, <laughs> GYV should have won it, in my opinion, as well. Yeah. But it's still... Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, like, it, the whole statement they sent, it was... I don't know, it, it didn't seem... It seemed like it was a lot of, oh, shit, oh, shit, we've been rumbled. We've been found out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's one of those things you can cheer who you want to cheer but just don't be a dick because mm. some people like other people and they, they were saying oh the six of us were louder than everybody else it was yeah, like none of that shit eh, I mean it, it's you, you know exactly you'll know exactly who it is mm. when I read through okay because we pointed them out when we were doing the watch along the stand and deliver right 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 okay Um, and then uh Body Slam said, I can not only conf- not only can I confirm that this rumor has been floating around the NXT community since at least February, but the numerous sources close to the situation have told me it's true. Sources say the parents, along with a contingent of fans they convinced to join them in the negative reaction to MSK, were asked to move away from the hard camera side on the arena due to the group visibly booing them on screen. And it says, go back and watch uh, NXT before takeover stand and deliver. They're on the hard cam every show. Um, one source said after takeover, a decision was made to move them off hard cam because of the booing of MSK. But that by then the crowd had been ingrained to boo them as because it was cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the the group cannot be seen in the usual spot in the audience uh, in episode of NXT following stand and deliver, um, and reportedly moved to a corner of seating away from the main camera's view following the event. One source even said that they they had overheard a member of the group that was not Izzy or her parents suggest they should chant your dad's dead to Carter after the NXT superstar had been vocal on social media wow. about the 12th, the 12th anniversary of his father's passing in February. That's that's obscene. Jeez. Uh, <clears throat> NXT officials were reportedly notified of the comment by a near or nearby audience member. Um, and then a few other people kind of spoke up about the recent treatment of it. Mm. Um most notably Chelsea Green. Um, she said um, that um, she well, she basically confirmed that uh, suffering the same t- uh, treatment on Twitter. Um, she was another person, as was Matt Cardone and Lance Storm, Lindsay Dorado. 
Uh, she said something like, yeah, can confirm. This happened to me too. Um, Jeez. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Take the whole the whole thing with a grain of salt. Um, <clears throat> if, if it is true, it's extremely fucking petty. Yeah, really is, yeah. And to bring stuff like as personal as that in, that's, that's mm. just disgusting. Not on at all. And you need, you need to take a fucking look in the mirror and think about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, it, it's one of those things. And like, we, we, we pointed it out on me when we were doing the watch song. Like, mm-hmm. it's those guys in the Legado shirts who are booing the shit out of MSK. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can see them clear as day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they were like, Oh, it was like bordering on obnoxiously booing, wasn't it? Mm. Like, yeah, it was. It was stupid. It was naff. Like the one drunk guy at the show who was like making yeah. like inappropriate comments and chants. Like the guy that, that you get a get a stand up performance that just sits there to just heckle, not enjoy it, just yeah. sits there to be purposely be a dick. Yeah, well, it's there's always what there's always like one or a couple of them at a wrestling show, isn't it? Yeah, we. I mean, to be fair. When um, we went to a TNT show the other week, it was just after we'd interviewed Scott Oberman and he was in the main event and it, all his mates were behind us chatting him. So we just joined in. And then <laughs> it, he instantly went from being a top heel to the top baby face, but still being a heel. So <clears throat> I can see how that works. But at the same time, don't don't be a dick. Don't take personal. No, don't absolutely personal. not. Well, absolutely not. And if you... If someone you like isn't getting booked the way that you want to see, but someone else is enjoying it, don't don't be a fucking dickhead. Don't Just ruin like, it for them. Don't sour it for them. Like yeah. that's the company. That's not the other person in the ring. It's like to to reference um from like Dynamite last night where Cody Rhodes was getting like nuclear reaction, like he was booed out the building, mm. threw his belt into the crowd, like his weightlifter's belt. Mm. Like he does every match. And someone throw it back and, in. Every, no, a group of fans started like tra- chanting, throw it back. And then they saw a little kid caught it and he was made up. So they oh. just stopped. Oh, okay. And it was like, that, that's it. That, like, yeah. Don't, don't try and dictate to other people how they should feel about like a, yeah, a yeah, wrestler. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, I can't stand fucking Mark Andrews, but I still, I, well, I think he's a good wrestler. I just can't stand his character. Mm. But I wouldn't tell anyone, you can't like him. Yeah, you like exactly. Him, for you. Yeah. Well done, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody Rhodes drives me fucking insane, but you'll never tell someone you can't like him. I'm not going to say you can't cheer Cody Rhodes. Yeah, how yeah, dare yeah. you be angry that Malachi Black lost to him last night? Because it's <laughs> it's it's a fucking wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, well, I say nine times out of ten. It's probably fifty fifty nowadays. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a direction for what's happened. Yeah, exactly. and I firmly believe, like with that, for example, there was. With all this, with all the stuff like MSK winning the Dusty Classic when they were all crying about that, mm. when they're like going on a tear at the moment, when they finally fucking lose those belts, it's going to mean a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't think about that. They're just in the moment. Yeah. Either way, do better, you gang of shit. That's it. <laughs> Long and the short of it. You fucking grown ups. <laughs> Start acting like it. <laughs> Uh, next up, according to friend of the podcast, Andrew Zarian of Matt Men Pro Wrestling, uh, Retro Raw will be returning in January 2022. Uh, as yet, no official date has been put on that, but ooh, Retro Raw, 
Ico yeah. and Pro. <laughs> uh, they it, seem I'll, to do this every now and again when it kind I, of it feels like things are dipping and they're struggling. That's what they did when they were panicking last last January, wasn't it? When like yeah. they got didn't they get beaten? No, they didn't get beaten. They had no the um the viewership like went under two million, didn't it? Mm. So they panicked and started like, did a retro right. roar. They had retro they had smackdown, didn't they? Yeah, and then they had the the retro smackdown was amazing though. That was cool because the they changed the full person like the suit the, and everything. Yeah, retro roar was shit because it was just like an afterthought. They just they got they got all the fucking legends out. They had Randy Orton berate some to AW. Mm. Um, they <laughs> tell Mark I need to scoot away to AEW. <laughs> um, well, the SmackDown one was because Fox were doing like a retro thing that week, weren't they? Yeah. So every which show Fox was doing Fox. a bit of a throwback. Yeah, which Fox have said they're going to do like more stuff like that anyway, where it's like a network thing where they all do like... So that was like... It was more like about retro Fox than retro WWE, but they yeah. kind of like... Got involved in it. The two. That was cool. I really yeah. like that. As you I, say, I that really was good. That SmackDown episode, I thought it was excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. The retro roll, that was... Other than the yeah. Drew McIntyre Keith Lee match, mm. it was a bit of a damn squib, wasn't it? It was. Especially because then we had just fucking Goldberg coming and speared Drew and ruin it for all, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, uh, moving on, some good news now. Um, <laughs> Carmella and Corey Graves have announced they are engaged on Twitter. Um, Friend of the podcast, Corey Graves. That's right. Is he? Yeah, he is. Oh, you tweet Me- him all the time, don't you? Yeah, busy mates. Does he follow you? Nah. Good, really. always, always responds back though to my tweets because yeah. we have a yeah. mutual we have a mutual appreciation for National Lampoon's Vacation, specifically the scene where Clark's lapping a sandwich on his face. <laughs> it's very good. Obviously. Obviously. obviously, obviously. If you haven't seen that film, go and watch it. It's very good. Um, yeah, it's congrats. Good. That's nice. Good stuff. Yeah, lovely stuff. Uh, next up. Speaking of lovely stuff, uh, Mustafa Ali revealed on his Twitter this week that he'll be donating his pay track, pay track, pay check for Crown Jewel to charity. Top, top, top lad, Mustafa Ali. That's good. Yes, Need boy. more people like him. Yes, boy. He is, the, he is a very, very good human being. Yeah. He's also very entertaining on Up, Up, Down, Down as, a, as the hype man. Awesome. I didn't realise he was on that. Yeah, he's been on like the last couple of weeks where he, um, he said, I'm not going to play the games because I'm shit at them. He didn't say shit. He said, I'm not very good at games, but I'll be a hype man. So he's just hyping up man. So and, <laughs> and then berated me. It's just great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and he starts berating Shelton at one point as well. Because <laughs> everyone bullies Shelton Benjamin. Everyone bullies Shelton Benjamin. Like him and me and Yim, they're back and forth. So good. <laughs> just the just the Tekken stuff where Shelton, <laughs> Shelton's good at Tekken, but it, he's not good at Tekken at the same time. And everyone just beats him all the time and then bullies him. <laughs> Samoa Joe just makes him feel feel like he's a child. <laughs> um moving on, we've got some Charlotte Flair news. We've got oh, joy. We've got we've got some chunky Charlotte Flair news. There's quite out. a bit of Charlotte Flair news. There's, there's one bit, there's one bit which come out and then there's like more that kind of followed. So according to Talksport, Charlotte Flair campaigned to lose clean to Bianca Belair on Monday Night Raw. 
um, for a women's title earlier this week. It was said that Flair's a huge fan of Bianca and wanted to put her over. That's uh, nice. Yeah, I, I think I, it was weird because obviously that seemed like the logical thing to do. Mm. To have Bianca beat Charlotte on Raw, Sasha beat Becky on Crown Royal, and then mm. then we've got the championships back on the show. We don't need to do a fucking big handing over ceremony. <laughs> Which c- clearly caused a lot of issues. Well, um, do you want do you want to get into that? Oh, if I must. So, <laughs> it's fuck. This is a chunk. Uh, Mike Johnson at PW Insider reports that Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair got into a heated confrontation backstage following WWE's women's title swap to close SmackDown, with loud words being exchanged but no physicality. Five Four added. Last night's main event segment featuring Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair went awry, to say the least. Fightful learned shortly after the show that something didn't go according to plan, and PW Insider reported that Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair had a heated argument backstage after the segment was over. Um, Charlotte complained about making Becky... uh, Sorry, after the segment uh, over Charlotte, making Becky Lynch look bad by throwing down the title when it wasn't called for in the script. Fightful has heard more details on the situation. The original script actually called for Becky Lynch to grab the title away from Charlotte and brag about being Becky two belts before Sonya Deville would order her to hand the title to Charlotte. We're told Charlotte Flair didn't agree and this was the best, uh, didn't agree that this was the best course of action, but was told to stay the course. However, we've heard that most everyone had already been in agreement that the segment was going to be an awkward one. Um, after the segment concluded, there were uh, there was shouting a shouting match backstage, and we're told that Charlotte had stated that dropping the title was an act uh, was accidental. Fightful had also been told that Charlotte Flair was asked to leave the venue before Becky Lynch's dark match concluded, as to avoid further confrontation and let things cool down. Much of the roster, staff, and officials had already left for the evening, and there was a heavy uh, as there's heavy travel this week. Talksport reports strained relationships between Charlotte and Becky began when Becky called Charlotte plastic in a promo. Speaking to Renee Paquette during WWE SummerSlam weekend, Charlotte admitted she and Becky were not as close as they once were. Vince McMahon reportedly wasn't happy Charlotte left gorilla position without talking to him. PW Torch spoke to multiple sources across WWE and the locker room. Uh, and Sorry, and the locker room did side with Becky Lynch in this situation. It was stated that an unnamed superstar dubbed Lynch as a hero because she stood up to Flair. It was additionally reported no other women want to work with her now. Charlotte Flair has become increasingly difficult to work with, where Becky Lynch is well-liked, nobody wants to wrestle Flair. According to PW Insider, Charlotte has, uh, has years left in her WWE deal. If fans are wondering whether this situation is a ploy to earn her release, that's not likely. But yeah, that was a, a chunk. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so let's break it down. So first off, have you seen the segment that in question? Not yet, no. I've seen I've seen bits on Twitter. Um and bit, basically it it's hard to tell what happened properly. Like mm. it it did it did definitely like completely fall apart. Did it? Uh, yeah, like the whole thing was it was meant to do that and then focus on Charlotte versus Sasha as the next feud. Right. Um, and Charlotte kind of just dismissed that Sasha was there and was like, like trying to like just get at Becky. And oh, you see, Donnie like tell her to calm down. Um, 
when with the belt drop thing, it did look accidental, if I'm being honest. I don't think it looks like Becky goes to grab the belt, Charlotte moves her arm up, like moves it back. And then it drops. And then it looks like momentum. it's lifted out of a hand from yeah. like Becky like grabbing at it and that. Right. It didn't look like she dropped it. And then you can see and Becky just kind of like gets the belt and just throws it at Charlotte. Oh jeez. Yeah. Um Wow. It, it's, it's weird. Like, obviously, there's kind of like this sort of preconceived thing about Charlotte Flair being like a prima donna, isn't there? And entitled and all this. Mm. And I think there's obviously some, there's obviously got to be some kind of like modicum of truth to it. Yeah. But I think a lot of it does seem like it could be blown out of proportion a lot of the time. Maybe. Like when, but then when, when you, when you hear it... about like the Bianca Belly, I think we just took covered. Yeah. It's like, well, she can't, she can't be like doing that much politicking. No, but then at the same time, in the same thing, you hear, true or not, I don't know, but that not a lot of people want to work with her. Mm. So, yeah. That could that could even be down to the fact that, like, WWE always book it a win. So mm. no one comes out looking good from it. It's just not like they don't want to work with her, but they don't want to work with her as a result. Well, yeah. in part due to how she's booked, mm. rather than her as a person. Yeah, I, I saw I saw some other stuff as well. Apparently, she's had like a bit of heat on her for quite some time, like mm. based on the whole because Andrade went to him, went to Triple Mania, didn't he? And she went with him, and ah, obviously right. she goes to like all the AW tapings with Andrade when they don't like mm. clash. Mm. Um, apparently, she left like SmackDown and went straight to Dynamite tapings like the next day. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I think there there could be like a bit of heat on her for that um, which is silly because it's, it is what it is what you do in your free time is up to you she's yeah. not appearing on TV there she's not she's not Tino Sabatelli in it well she did <laughs> she did She did ask if she could walk Andrade out to the ring at Triple Mania which obviously oh. got a big old hell of fuck no hell no <laughs> yeah oh dear there always seems to be something about Charlotte, like news wise, like whether she said this, she's been here, she's done that, mm. she's apparently done like just always well, also, controversy around it. But then, as you say, you hear stuff where it go, where she says she wants to lose cleanly to someone like Bianca mm. that she sees that she has clearly I, like a lot of faith in, and you just think, wow. Oh. I get the impression she's more kind of like vilified because of the way she's booked. Mm. Because I don't want to see her win the belt all the time. I don't want to see... Uh, every time she's around the title picture, I panic because it's like, when are they going to, like... When are they going to, like, derail somebody else to, like... It's not a matter of if, it's more when. Yeah, like, literally, when you think Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross have both been fucking women's champion this year. Mm-hmm. And both of them lost it to Charlotte. Like... Yep. It's... And it's not... I don't, it's it's not her fault the way they want to use it. But... Mm. At the same time, it's like fans do grow grow weary of it. Look at Roman, yeah, as an example. Yeah. Like Ro- they hated Roman not because he was a bad wrestler, but because just forced down people's necks. He was get yeah, it was getting forced down the throat. And like, I think Charlotte Flair this year, her heel work's been tremendous. Yeah, she's been she's been basically just hammered it up mm. the the way people per- perceive it. So lean into that lean into it yeah yeah I, I think I don't know I, I get the impression the other thing I get the impression of is um, 
is that like maybe she's had a head turned by the fact that Andrade's left. What do you mean? And and see like there's greener pastures. Oh, right, right, right. Not necessarily AEW. I just think generally... A world outside of WWE. Working outside WWE yeah. because she's never done that. She's a product of she's their She's a product system. of them. Yeah, exactly. She got, she went there, trained under, under the performance centre. Mm. She's never experienced like the travelling champion side of things. No. Which is what her dad like, pretty much like made famous the idea of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now Andrade is like out there, like wrestling through whoever the fuck he wants, mm. having like bangers with Pac. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, maybe maybe there's that as well. Maybe she's had a had a head turned and thought, oh yeah, when when my contract's up. I know last year they both trademarked like different wrestling names. Who Andrade and Charlotte? Charlotte and Andrade. So Andrade trademarked Andrade El Idolo. Which is what he's oh, used. Oh, okay. Now. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair trademarked the Queen of Wrestling, Ashley Flair, which Ashley Flair's a Ashley real Flair's name. Ashley Flair's a real name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So clearly, yeah. clearly, she's had she's had thoughts about life after WWE. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe Vince is kind of realizing shit. She might not sign a new contract here. Mm. By the sounds of it, though, that contract has got a number of years left on it. I imagine someone like here, they they put her into a fucking clad cast iron contract. Like a, I mean, a big one. She's not signing a year to year or a couple of years. Is she? Oh, no, she'll, she'll have done like a five. five year. Yeah. But that being said, like literally Bray Wyatt, he was like signed for like another couple of years. Mm. And they said he was difficult to work with and just got rid of him. Stranger things have happened this year, mate. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we got uh, we got like Charlotte Flair has been released from WWE coming anytime soon. But I, <laughs> at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Like the the only ones I'd really be surprised are Roman and Orton. Mm. They seem like lifers. <laughs> I don't know though. Like Orton likes to tease, doesn't he? Yeah, but you Orton, see him anywhere else? Or no? Orton huh? did that tease because. He wanted to get a better deal of WWE. He even admitted, ah, okay. like, even admitted that on Twitter. Fair play. Tweeted Tony Khan saying, "Yeah, right, I leveraged you so I could get a better deal from Vince." <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Top top wanker, Randy Orton, alum. <laughs> um, shall we? Shall we talk about some AEW? Should we talk about big big Tony Khan's traveling circus? Yes, boy. Yes, boy. So AEW announced the signing of Daniel Garcia on Tuesday, the nineteenth of October. He's had multiple high-profile matches with the likes of John Moxley, Darby Allen, CM Punk, and is the son of 2.0. The son of 2.0. He is. He's their son. Fuck off. They, they literally like they literally refer to him as our son, Daniel Garcia. Amazing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Good yeah. stuff. He, he well deserved as well. Fuck me. Like he, he's literally my. I'll, I'm going to spoiler alert it right now. He's my pick for breakout star of the year. Oh, all right. But already. Already for next year, no, this year, mate. Oh, for this year, oh, right, right, right. okay, okay. He's, he's wrestled, he's wrestled like those guys. He's wrestled Suzuki on the Indies, done a wrestle with Eddie Kingston on the Indies, done a wrestle. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about a match he's uh, got fucked down the line later on as well. Oof. All right, <laughs> having a fucking career year, and he's only 23. <laughs> uh, moving on, um, some 
Sad news. Uh, AEW commentator Jim Ross revealed that he has skin cancer. Um, his tweet, which I believe was uh, yesterday or Friday, uh, said, I'm on my way to Orlando for tonight's Dynamite. Um, skin cancer confirmed. Waiting on radiologist study to determine the best treatment, likely radiation. Feeling great and ready to attack. Thanks, uh, thanks for the support from so many. Yeah, really, really shit news. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully gets all the, the the help and treatment uh and knocks that in the head um but yeah he made it sound like ported early yeah yeah which is which is a hopeful thing yeah 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 mm-hmm. um speaking of catching things um lantar to didn't get caught last night um dave melter gave an update on lantarcher after the scary botch moon for salt he did on dynamite um <clears throat> for those who haven't seen he landed right on his head. On his head. Um, and a guy that size, fucking hell, it's terrifying. Jesus um, wept. Meltzer said, I was told he passed all the tests backstage and they're pretty sure it's not a concussion. They checked on him in the moment for a concussion um, and they would have stopped it completely without going to the finish. They did want to keep wrestling. As Doc Sampson and everyone pretty much said, go to the finish. He was telling them he wanted to continue, so that's probably why he was upset backstage. Archer tweeted out saying he was alive after the match too. Um, yeah, that looked rough. He mm. sent me that just before we started recording. Oh, yeah. So basically, what happened was like they checked up on Archer for a minute or two outside the ring. Mm. Uh, the doctor and, and the ref, Eddie Kingston, was kind of stood in the ring, like what's going on. And then he starts shouting, like he rolled Archer in the ring. So then Eddie Kingston starts shouting at the referee, going, "What the fuck's going on?" Really? Um, yeah. And then Archer's literally on his hands and knees. Kingston just rolls him up. Looked Damn. very clunk, very clunky. Match just ends. And Shit. Eddie King- yeah. And now we're getting Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson next week. As you do for the boys. Yeah. Little cheeky Kingston versus Danielson for the boys. That's gonna be hard hitting, isn't it? Are they putting that on YouTube as well, just to go fuck you? No, nah, it's on actual dynamite. Oh, okay. I know actual rampage. All right. Yeah, that, that's a scary botch. Um, says he's all right. Hopefully he is all right. Um, well, he's, yeah. passed, he's passed the test, so that's promising. Okay. Nice, nice. <clears throat> Good stuff. Um, moving on. So AEW has partnered with Breast Cancer Research Foundation for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Fightful reported on October 19th, AEW announced a partnership with Susan G. Komen to raise awareness and funding uh, and fund finding uh, a cure for breast cancer with proceeds from merchandise sales going to the organization. CM Punk famously called out the Susan G. Komen organization, uh, a former WWE partner in 2015, saying the organization was a scam. Punk tweeted, if you're going to give money to a company that claims to raise money for finding a cure for cancer, please do some research. Komen is a scam. AEW deleted the tweet and Punk addressed the partnership as well. On Thursday, AEW announced a new partnership with Breast Cancer Research Foundation with the proceeds going to the organization. Yeah, I don't remember the like what punk said about them like I, until I'd read this. I, like, I don't remember that. I happening. remember him, I remember him tweeting about it. It was um it was like a year after he'd left WWE. Right. Um and he, he just he just tweeted like out the blue about it. I was like, oh, okay. Um 
I, I remember like multiple people kind of like validating what he'd said. Oh. And to be fair to like what well, like well played the AW like the fact that I'm I'm punk to be honest. He stuck to his guns. He uh, like he kind of it seems like he sort of like voiced the like desire to change that. Mm. Like to change the charity he set. Because he, he was tweeting out saying, look, we're working on it. Um yeah, and yeah. I stand by what I said about the Susan G. Coleman research like organization. Wow. Um and then yeah, AW very, very swiftly changed it, announced a new one, and Punk seemed very happy about it on Twitter and was like praising it. So fair enough. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's either way, very, very uh, nice gesture of AW. Yeah, work there as always. Absolutely. Um, thing you love to see. Yeah. Um Speaking of other things you love to see, I'm fucking excited for this. Yeah, man. AW announced the bracket for the TBS Championship Tournament, which starts last night on Rampage. On Dynamite, sorry, not Rampage. Um, Thunder Rosa, Jay Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Stanla- Statlander will all receive buys in the tournament. Why? Uh, I think just because they were seeded. Oh, okay. I think it was just because they, they've, they've all like won kind of like... Well, I say they've all won. Nyla Rose hasn't won shit recently. But <laughs> Thunder Rosa and Jay Cargill have won like high profile. I, th- I think, in fact, no, I think it's the rankings. Oh, okay. I think that's just where they are in like the actual rankings. Um, underneath like uh, the number one who's Ty Conti. So I think, I think Thunder Rosa, Cargill, Rose and Statlander are like two to five. Which I, is see. I see. I um, see. <clears throat> First match rounds include Anna J versus Jamie Hayter. The winner will face Thunder Rosa. The Bunny versus Red Velvet, and the winner will get murdered by Jay Cargill. <laughs> um, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, the winner facing Nyla Rose and Pen- Penelope Ford, who lost to Ruby Soho. And the winner of that face is Chris Stan- Statlander, which will absolutely fucking bang. Yeah, it will. Can't yeah. wait for that. Awesome. When's the final of that? Is it, meant- is it a full um, gear? It's no, it's the first episode of Dynamite on TBS in January. Oh, okay. So nice. they're gonna they're gonna probably do like a match a week now going mm. up to just a long out until then, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Good stuff. They seem, they seem to have got a few feuds coming out of it as well. So mm-hmm. they'll probably focus on them as much as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's it's you've got these little self-contained feuds that kind of also lead into that that championship yeah. tournament bracket, which is good. Um, yeah, I, that final's absolutely going to be Ruby versus Jade. Ruby versus what? Uh, Jade. S Jade. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. weird because they teased that it was going to be Thunder Rosa versus Jade. I mean, I'd be and happy with either. That's <laughs> going to be the, but that's going to, the way it works, that's going to be the semi final. Who do you think is winning that? I think Ruby. Yeah. I, I think, I, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, They've built Jade strong as fuck, mm-hmm. but I can see Ruby being the first champion because he seems to like putting like the like the, the TNT. They give it to Cody instead of Archer, yeah. And then they had Cody do the whole open challenge thing. I can see Ruby doing a similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liv whereas, Morgan gets released from a contract. She comes out to answer the challenge. Do it straight away. Sarah Logan, straight away. Straight away. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah either way who, who do you think uh, I want Ruby Soho to win it I think Jade Cargill will win it 
Yeah. Just how, Mate, how she's been booked, super strong. Sentimentally, I thought Ty Conti would have been the perfect person, but she's the number mm. one for the women's title, so that's yeah, why she's yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Shall we talk about the rest of the world? Let's do it. Let's do it. So Fightful has learned that filthy Tom Lawler's two-year contract is expiring. MLW confirmed as much to Fightful and spoke very highly of Lawler upon his exit from the company. As of now, he's finished with MLW and the casket match was a way to effectively write him off MLW programming. There was still a little bit of time left on Lawler's deal, but it expires before MLW's next set of television tapings in November. Fightful asked Lawler about his contract status on the record during an interview last week after hearing word that the deal was expiring, but he opted not to comment. Lawler did tell Fightful in an interview, however, that although his gloves uh, left his gloves in the ring after his last fight, uh, a win, he's not officially retired. He wouldn't rule out fighting again and noted that he is still under PFL contract if things go that way. Yeah, interesting. Um, he's currently the New Japan Strong Champion as well. So oh. I, I yeah. assume he's probably going to find his way into New Japan a bit more. Did he um, win after, didn't he have a tournament for it? He won the tournament, won the yeah. tournament, that was it. I think he beat Brody King in the final. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a very good wrestler. Like, what if Riddle, but not a fucking stoner l- lunatic. Just, right. just hard, hard, um, hard man. <laughs> yeah, he's ve- very good. Um, and it, it's weird because he started wrestling while he was still under contract with UFC. Okay. Um, and then I think because he wasn't a big enough name in UFC, Dana White was just like, well, you've got to pick one. And he decided to go for wrestling instead. Fair um, enough. Did all right. <laughs> yeah, he's doing he's doing well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I still need to watch Bloodsport. He was on that. He was on that this week. Mm. Um, but yeah, I Aaron hates him for some reason. I think he's great. Um, <laughs> yes, but Aaron's very selective, isn't he? Aaron is very selective, but he's. this is one where I think on paper, Aaron should love him. Yeah. So I don't know why he doesn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, either way, very interesting indeed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> moving on, I've got a few card announcements here. So let's start going to Mexico. Um, AAA Lucha Libre announced that Kenny Omega will defend his AAA Mega Championship against Higo Del Vikingo on, um, I probably butchered that, on December the 4th <laughs> at Mania. Rehia, which I believe means royal. Yeah. Um, also on the, on the card, uh, Psycho Clown will team with Cain Velasquez and Pagano to battle Rhea Scorpion, Torus, and a mystery opponent. Mm-hmm. And all, also, uh, while it hasn't been announced, it's been kind of muted. Dorian uh, Roldan noted that the Lucha Bros, um, Penton and Phoenix, will face um, Dragon Lee and Realistico. Um, with FTR being the AAA Tag Team Champions, he said that FTR might be on the uh, card and they're still working the deals details with AEW. Um, threat, do it. Well, it it sounds like from Dynamite last night that they might be doing title versus title at full gear. Oh, okay. Which will fucking bang. Yeah, man. Um, NGD and Psycho Circus are also announced for the card. <clears throat> that sounds like it's going to be fun. That sounds like a good... I really want to watch that, especially if we get triple threat of Lucha Bros, mm. Dragon, Lister, going FTR. Fuck yeah, man. Mm. Absolutely. 
they also referred to themselves as the greatest luchadors of all time. On <laughs> Which, of course, they did. I'm, I'm be cackling. <laughs> um, sticking with uh, some event cards, um, we've also got PWG. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, uh, which is scheduled for the 21st of November. Uh, that card at the moment uh, features Tony Deppen versus Lee Moriarty, uh, Demonic Flamita versus Dragon Lee, Daniel Garcia versus Jonathan Gresham. Ooh, yes, boy. Ooh, ooh. Yes, mate. Uh, Aramis and Ray Horace versus Jack Cartwheel and Alex Zane. Leo Rush versus Davey Richards. Um, for the PWG World Tag Team Championships, Anthony Henry and JD Drake will take on Kings of the Black Throne, uh, which is Malachi Black and Brody King. And for the PWG World Championship, Alex Shelley versus Bandido. Oh, that sounds like a fun card. That sounds like a banging card. I hope we get to see it before next year. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> they, they still haven't sent the DVDs for the first one out yet. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a couple there that could argue to be going your match of the year if you get a chance to see him. Apparently, uh, Moriarty and Gresham are the match of the year contender. Um, I think it was Mystery Vortex. Okay. That's two, three months and ago. That was like August. Mm. So that's one I want to be able to try and catch because I've heard it was fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. Anything with Jonathan Gresham in bangs. So yeah. good. Yeah. He's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Had a match with Alex Zane last night. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Japan now. Uh, Kazuchika Okada won the G1 Climax 31, beating Abushi by referee stoppage due to an injury. Um, New Japan announced that he's suffered a dislocated shoulder after a botched Phoenix splash. Um, it was a fucking horrible landing, that. Oh, was it? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, it was upset. Oh, oh, oh boy. Mate. Oh, mate. He, just, he just basically did the Phoenix splash and just landed on his arm. Ooh. Yeah. It was it was upsetting. Also, I forgot to put this in the news, but a card has been announced for that uh, New Japan Strong show. It's the same day as Full Gear. Oh. Just, you know. Why the fuck not? Just just in case they want to get a card to just have a little random cheeky show up at uh, Full Gear. Fucking hell, please do. Wow. Comes out and gives out Rainmakers like he's fucking Oprah. <laughs> You get a rainmaker. Give me you one get up. a rainmaker. That, that being said, as well, on the battle for the valley show that he's been announced for, his opponent hasn't been announced. Do you know oh, who else okay. hasn't got an opponent for that show? Who? Buddy Matthews. Oh, give, give me what I want. Fucking hell, that's gonna bang if it happens. If, if you squint, it'll be like watching a card in an Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Sticking with Japan, during the final night of the G1 Climax 31 tournament, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name here, Katsuyori Shibata competed competed in a five-minute UWF rules exhibition bout against Zack Sabre Jr. Shibata hasn't wrestled since April of 2017 due to a subdural hematoma. He was involved in an angle with Kenta in 2019, but a match never came to fruition. Uh, he helps train the young lions at the New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling LA Dojo. Um, I didn't know anything about this guy beforehand, but I, I saw Twitter and social media blowing up when when he came back. Uh, and it was only when you guys kind of said, this is what happened. This is what kind of put him out of action. We've um, shown you the footage of what he did. 
It it made me do a sick in my mouth. It it's upsetting. The noise is the worst part of it. It's fucking horrible. It's like someone yeah. just twatting a wall with a lump hammer. Yeah. Um I I think he'll obviously change his style. He'll have to only. To to what? Never headbutting anyone in Don't his head-butt life. Headbutt anybody, you lunatic. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean Shibata is a phenomenal wrestler. He's hmm. very similar to like Brian Danielson. The and obviously they both kind of retired at the same time. Hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's weird. Like he's he's been told he'll never wrestle again, but then yeah. seeing this makes me think that he's been cleared. What's what is a UWF rules match? I don't know um, what that is. I think it was, I think it was basically like just submissions only. Oh, okay. Because they they were basically they were basically doing a lot of graph a lot a lot of grappling. Right. Um, they were doing like there there wasn't any real bumps. It was like all like leg locks and like su- submission okay. reversals. Right, right. Basically right. a Zach, a Zack Sabre Junior match. Right. Right. Um, with less kicks. Um, yeah. and more just submission mat based wrestling. Um, okay. yeah, it was it was really entertaining actually. It was because they would it it was like a as I say it was like just a little training session, little mm. sparring session. That's cool. Um, he got on the mic after the match and said, "Next time you see me in a ring, I'll be wrestling." Oh. So uh, Probably... yeah, he's got he's got unfinished business with Kenta, which frightens me because Kenta kicks people really hard. <laughs> Kicked and, Daniel Bryan so hard he deafened him in one ear, didn't he? Yeah. And the last thing you want when you've had someone who's had a bl- a brain bleed is Kenta kicking them really fucking hard now. <laughs> um, uh, I've I've but, got I've got different opinions on this. Whilst I know a lot of people are excited to see that return, I think when you've had an injury as severe as that, you don't take yourself anywhere near a wrestling ring ever again mm. and just be lucky that you've got your your brain intact and you're alive and you're not a vegetable. Yeah. Yeah, it's um as I say, if you if you completely medically cleared and he's fine, because obviously it it was a similar sort of thing with Brian, wasn't it? Mm. And he got cleared. Maybe, maybe he's gone down a similar route. Mm. If, if he's been genuinely cleared, like legitimately cleared, not not like, oh well, yeah, yeah, we we said you could wrestle. Like if a doc, if multiple doctors, like like Brian Danielson yeah. said, you will be fine. Mm. I've got no issue with it, but if it's like, if it's anything but that, obviously, yeah, you should yeah, shouldn't yeah. be put health at risk. Yeah. Just the fact that we live in a world where we're probably going to get Brian Daniels from versus Katayori Shibata, that makes me really happy. <laughs> and also their chest's really sad. Um, <laughs> moving on, um, New Japan announced the card for uh, Power Struggle, which will be happening on the 6th of November. And this, ooh, a low-key so, banger, this one. This sounds spicy. So in the main event, Shingo Takagi is defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Akada defends the G1 briefcase against Tamatonga. Tanahashi defends the US Championship against Kenta. Okay. Uh, Robbie Eagles will face El Desperado uh, in a junior heavyweight championship defense. Yano is defending the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 against the Great Okan. Is it- <laughs> I, I have no idea what that's going to be. Yano's yeah, still got that. King of Pro Wrestling. He's had that the whole year, hasn't he? Didn't he have that when we watched he Wrestle lost Kingdom? He Jace Owens for a little bit. Right. But he got it back. He got it back, yeah. Um, 
the never open weight six man championships. Uh, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi defend against Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and Sho. Um, Master Watto, Raisuki Taguchi, and Yuji Nagata will face uh, LIJ, uh, Takahashi, Bushi, and Sanada. God, remember when LIJ were like fucking massively over? Yeah, man. Now it's like Shingo and the, the others. <laughs> Shingo and his less cool mates. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tiger Mask, Togi Makabe, and Tom. Tomoki Honma will face Jado, Gado, and Tangaloa. And Ryohei Oe, I don't know how to say it, and Kozi <laughs> Jita um, will face Yo- Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki. I'm guessing that those two guys, um, the, the two that aren't in Suzuki Goon, are um, some young Lions. The Lions, yeah, I reckon so. In that which case, like that's probably card. badly murdered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Suzuki Goon shares arrived yesterday. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> Thank you to Faye for that one. Um, next up, Fightful has learned that Bronson Reed, uh, who is going by his previous moniker of Jonah Rock, has some major interest for multiple top wrestling companies. Sources within the company have indicated that New Japan has made a big play to gain Jonah Rock services. It was released by NXT earlier this year after being crowned North American champion. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced recently that they'd also landed Buddy Murphy, uh, now going by the name of Buddy Matthews. In addition, Fightful has learned that there has been interest from Impact Wrestling and Jonah Rock as well. Sources that we spoke to weren't confident that he'd be coming in this weekend, but uh, said it was discussed. Uh, Reed uh, or Jonah, whatever you want to go and by, uh, only had a 30-day non-compete clause attached to his WWE release. Uh, as he was an NXT talent, so he's been eligible to sign wherever he chooses since early September. I, I want him to fight all the horses. Yeah, I want, I Jack, want him against Jacob Jeff Fatu. Cobb, Jacob Fatu. Yeah, <laughs> just give me those three. Give me a triple threat with those three. Shane Mercer because he's a big fucker. Yeah. yeah. Who else? Miro. Give me, give me Jonah versus Miro now. Ooh. Miro's not doing it. Like cutting promos and God, I mean that promo he cut the other week was absolute fire. Oh, the one he did last night was even better. Really? Oh, I I watched it back about four times last night. I was like, this is insane. Ah, <laughs> uh, wherever wherever Jonah Rock ends up, um, it'd be fucking awesome. It's just so yeah. good, really, really, really good. Uh, but it's nice he's sort of keeping his options open as well, not just straight away. Like you say, early September, it's been eligible to sign since then. We're now going into November next week. Uh, mm. It's still very much open for discussion, which is cool. I'm low-key surprised that he didn't um, he didn't show up at Barber Glory last night. Yeah, I thought that was... And not- also that um, that impact of like, quietly assembling a fucking banging roster all of a sudden. Yeah, man. As I always them, they've always had it. but It's just more of a spotlight on it, I think. The... They get they've done really well with some of the people they brought in since like the releases this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they did last year. Um, mm-hmm. one of those people was Diana Perazzo, who was an excellent women's champion. Um, yeah. I had the band Glory. She spoke to Fightful and confirmed that she's spoken to Scott Demore about doing crossover work with AEW, specifically with Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Um, she also confirmed that Baker has done the same with Tony Khan. 
Uh, Peraza said she, as currently constructed, it would be hard to satisfy all the bookers with a match uh, result between the two since they're both dominant champions. Peraza's wow. pick, well, where? Um, <laughs> Peraza's pitch and mentioned working as a tag team and even competing for the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. She told us Baker and Chelsea Green are the only teammates she's interested in picking up. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we haven't yep. had that earlier, to be fair, but yeah, it's kind of cool. I, well, now she's now she's lost there. I wouldn't be surprised if she's shown up as like a challenge of a Brit. Mm. That's a shout. Maybe shows up at the end on full gear after the match. Yeah. After after Brit defeats Ty Conti. Yeah. Because I don't think Ty's, as much as I love Ty and I want it to win not, it. She's not winning it. No one's taking that off, off Brit for a while. No, no. Um, moving on, Ace Austin and Gia Miller recently suffered a tragedy when their home was completely destroyed by a fire. The Impact Wrestling star said they've lost everything. Uh, after a GoFundMe was established, the couple hoped to raise a modest $5,000 to help them get back on their feet. A few hours later, over $24,000 had been raised. You'd love to see it. They decided to use the remaining money to help rebuild their houses, uh, rebuild other houses, rather, uh, that were damaged by the fire in the neighbourhood. Um, that's terrible to hit, but also the flip side of that mm. is an amazing kind of gathering of support to, to get them back on their feet. Really, really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, it further solidifies the point that the biggest heels are always the nicest people. Yeah, yeah. Because Ace Austin as a heel is a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a top guy for doing uh, him and Jim Miller doing this. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I forgot to put in the cat was found okay as well. Oh, good. They the um they said they didn't get out with the cats, but then they found the the fact the cat had managed to survive like under something so. Lovely. Yeah. But good news had by all. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and a really nice gesture as well. Good for them. Mm, absolutely. Um, hope that they land back on their feet sooner rather than later. Mm. Um, should, we, should we talk about Barn for Glory last night? Because it was a. Fucking hell. It sounded like it was eventful. Yeah. I I, I nearly stayed up for it, but then. In, in hindsight, after... I kind of wish I had now looking at it because. It, it started after Dynamite. Now oh, that was a late, uh, late, late yeah, one then. It started at three, it would have finished about like six or seven. I was like, now, nah. yeah, maybe not then. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, but I'm, I may go back and watch it because it sound like a banging card. Mm. Um, Gail Kim inducted Awesome Kong into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame on the pre show. Um, also on the pre show, Jordan Grace became the first ever Impact Wrestling Digital Media Champion. Nice, uh, this sounds like it's gonna be like just, just basically an inter gender TV title. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, sounds, yeah. that sounds cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the Inspiration defeated the K to become the Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Boom. And have you had, have you had their entrance music yet? Not yet. I know you put it in the Discord. A little bit of a banger. A little bit I've of a looked. banger. Give it a listen. Big, big old Christina Aguilera vibes. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, they, they looked fucking made up as well. I've seen the gif of them like looking at the belts like smiling. It just warms the heart. Nice. Um, Trey Miguel defeated ELP and Steve Macklin to win the X Division title. Um, it sounded like it was mental. There was a spot I saw where uh, Trey Miguel did like went to do like a handspring elbow, and mm. Steve Macklin just speared him through the ropes. Christ, he was doing the high, the handstand. Wow, um, yeah, it looks fucking banging. Um, Heath Slater and Rhino defeated Violent by Design 
Um, Moose won the call your shot gauntlet where you basically just get to call your shot, whatever you want. It's essentially money in the bank. Kind of, but it's literally anything you want. Like last year, Heath won it because he wanted the contract. Oh, no, Rhino Ryan won it. Oh, um, I see. He got, he got injured. And the thing he got was that um, was that Heath gets signed. Oh, okay. So it's it's literally whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want. It's not just a title yeah. opportunity. Not, like, not yeah. just a title opportunity. Uh, okay. Um, notable things from that match. Molina made a little surprise appearance. She did, I. As, as did the Kiss Demon. <laughs> I did see like, a picture of that. He looks like he hasn't aged at all since like 2000. It's fucking metal. <laughs> um, Johnny Swinger thought it was actually Gene Simmons as well, which is hilarious. <laughs> Hold, holding the fucking ropes for him and all that, and air guitar. <laughs> and then got murdered. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but Moose won that one. Um, <clears throat> Good Brothers defended the Impact Tag Team titles against Finjuice and Bullet Clubs, Hikaleo and Chris Bay. Um. Mickey James defeated Deanna Perazzo to become the new Impact Women's uh, Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion. Damn. Uh, yeah, I, I was very surprised by that. Mm. I thought that was going to be just like, but then it it gets like the rematch, doesn't it? Mm. Down the line. Um, Josh Alexander defeated Christian Cage to become the new Impact Wrestling World Champion. Um, Moose called the shot after the match and defeated Alexander to become the new champion. Fucking but, hell. It seems quite divisive, that. Yeah, because Josh Alexander was on an absolute tear-up going into that. Josh Alexander was white-hot going into this. Like, yeah. he was like... like, and, and also, just to see the run he would have gone on. Mm. Like, I would have liked to have seen him, like, as a strong champion. Yeah. Um. Obviously, his contract's up in February. And he, he said... Before this, he said, I'd quite like to stay with Impact. Um, Probably not now. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not now. Okay. Um, but him and Moose will have some good matches. They will. Bye. Just have them leave, go to AW, bring back the North. <laughs> have, them do, have them do tag team dream match after tag team dream match. Yeah. That's what we want. This sounded banging. Every title changed hands apart from the tag team titles. Um, yeah, big, big night. It's 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 nice to see Moose as champion, but not at the expense of Josh Alexander. Yeah, also with the fact that Braun's like inbound. Yeah. I, I've got the fear that Josh Alexander's going to just get lost in the shuffle now. Mm. And for me, like Josh Alexander's been like a dark horse for like wrestler of the year. Yeah. Every match he's had has been phenomenal. Like mm. he's really good. Mm. Um, <clears throat> But that means you get him, to, get him in New Japan, killing people, get him in, and he's, He's been doing some work for New Japan Strong anyway. Um, okay. Get him in AEW, have a match with Brian Danielson. Yes. Have them kill each other. Um, <laughs> that'll be good. But yeah. Uh, Interesting decision, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, penultimate bit of news uh, for this episode. Ring of Honors, Briscoe Brothers defeated uh, Second Gear Crew for the GCW Tag Team Championships at GCW War Ready. The show also saw Minoru Suzuki defeat Nick Gage, Alex Zane defeat Jonathan Gresham, and Effie defeat Psycho Clown. I've not watched that yet. Have you or, or Aaron watched it? I have seen a few GIFs of it. I've not watched the show yet. Okay. Um, 
but it sounds like it was a banger. Yeah. There, there was there was a few spots I saw where I was just like, apparently Nick Gage versus Suzuki was mental. I as you can expect. imagine that was horrendous. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I've seen the finish for Effie and Psycho Clown. Brilliant. Okay. Um, he basically just pulls Psycho Clown's mask off and rolls him up. Um, <laughs> and I haven't seen anything from Zayn and Gresham, but I imagine that'll be banging. I saw, mm-hmm. I saw a spot from the Briscoes and Second Gear Crew, which was fucking mental. Which was right. just, um, Second Gear Crew going for like a double suplex over the top rope onto like a door on the outside. Christ, Mark Briscoe just spearing everybody through it. <laughs> um, that looked like it was a fucking wild one. So I'm gonna, mm. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um. And Suzuki engaged just because it's just an oddity. It. Yeah. It sounds like they've left it open for a rematch if they want to go down that road as well, which you love to see. The Suzuki uh, murder tour continues. Yeah. <laughs> I still need to watch Bloodsport as well. I've got I've got that fucking ready. So, like, oh, Suzuki was on that as well, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he, um, I've, I've managed to keep spoilers out of that one. That's okay. why I'm not playing anything about it. Anymore. But I know uh, he, uh, he does a fight with the dirty daddy, Chris Dickinson. So that'll be <laughs> a fucking slap fest. Okay. Um, be good. Uh, and finally, um, the PWI Women's 150 was assembled with input from experts in the field. Several factors were used as ranking criteria, including wins and losses, quality of competition, and cultural impact. The evaluation period ran from October the 1st, 2020 to September the 30th, 2021. Also, it's the first time that they've done 150 instead of 100. So that's nice. Um, okay. <clears throat> So we'll go from 10 to 1. So 10, Raquel Gonzalez from NXT. Um, 9, Tam Nakano from Stardom. 8, Io Shirai from NXT. 7, Siri from Stardom. I think I'm sure it's said differently to Siri. (laughs) Um, 6, Sasha Banks from WWE. 5, Thunder Rosa from AEW. 4, Britt Baker from AEW. 3, Diana Peraza from Impact. 2, <laughs> Utami Hayashishita from Stardom. Hope I didn't butcher that. And number <laughs> one, Bianca Belair. Damn. There's, yeah. there's a lot of Stardom wrestlers in there. Well, I say a lot. It's what, one, two, it's because Stardom. Fucking awesome, mate. <laughs> yeah. Star- Stardom's just women's New Japan. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. It's it's where EO come from. Um, Aaron's favorite wrestler, Saray, came from there. Um <laughs> Kyrie, um, Kyrie saying, I think Asuka did. Tony Storm did work there. Uh, Do drops done stuff there. Um, Damn. Was Ruby they, there or not? If Ruby went there, she's okay. been somewhere. But basically, though, uh, if there's any good re- like women's wrestlers, you uh, mainly in WWE, but I know there's quite a few in AEW as well. Oh, um, Blair Danvers, she was big, big name. Okay. There. Is it, um, is it kind of like PWG, but strictly for women? Like <coughs> most people that have been in PWG that are anyone, or rather most people that are yeah. anyone now in, in AEW, NXT, whatever, have probably come from PWG. That That's a, yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. It's basically anyone who, like any women's wrestlers who've like come in with a big kind of, hmm. a big sort of deal around them. Established themselves in stardom. They've done it. They've had done a tour of stardom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with that top 10? Any you'd move about, any you wouldn't have in, any you would have in? Um, 
I'd say the only one that I'm quite surprised isn't there in the top 10 is Sheeda. Yeah. I think Sheeda could have gone further up. Um, was it this year she dropped the title? It was in May, yeah. Right, okay. Um, and she did have some good... She, she had some good uh, title defences. She didn't have anything like that was like moving the earth, but mm. she did She did a good job as champion. Just mm. It was just like in that weird period where... Yeah. Obviously, AW like lost a load of their women's talent quickly, so they had to like kind of outsource. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe move Sasha down as well because yeah. she did have like that big period between like was it after Mania? Mania? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, after Mania to SummerSlam where she just wasn't about like good three four month period. Yeah, yeah, but then by the same um. By the same thing, like, um, like Thunder Rosa, for example, is someone mm. who's been about but not really done. Like she, she's had more big matches than had a consistent like run run of matches. Yeah, so I, get what you mean. I can see why Sasha's up there because obviously the big the big thing is that her and Bianca main event and Mania. Yeah, yeah. Do you and agree that, with Bianca as, as number one? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it again. It's weird because from it, Bianca's run really is only from January to August, where it's been good. Mm-hmm. Everything around, everything around that was a little bit kind of like lackluster. Yeah, yeah. Where they were kind of stop start with her. Mm-hmm. She had that feud with Bailey between Mania, where it was just like, well, what are we doing here? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm quite surprised. Um, oh no, Bailey hasn't been the women's champion, has she? No, no, no. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the time frame. I'm trying to fi- figure out. I thought that as well, but yeah, I'm surprised Charlotte's not further up. I thought that. I bet um, she's eleven. I've not seen it, but I bet she's eleven. Yeah, they've only well, they've only announced the top ten so far. Um, oh, okay. I know. I'm. I think Charlie Evans is eighty-seven. Okay. But that was that was down to. I think that was more down to the fact that she wasn't able to do much wrestling outside of like Australia, mm. and that's very limited. Yeah, fair enough. But she's in the US now doing some mm-hmm. GCW shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> chefs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's fair. I'm I'm quite surprised of the placement of Brit and Diana. I thought it might have been the other way around, but then. Diana's yeah. been, Diana's really, been really strong champion for Impact. Yeah, and I think she's only lost like two or three matches in a whole Impact run. Yeah, she's been there for like eighteen months now, so mm-hmm. that that's something in itself. Um, I imagine that that list, like that top ten, is going to be completely different next year, though, with the way things are going. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, see the way. It's it's good to see. Get the tag team one next month as well. Yeah. And that'll be totally different because the North haven't been a team for last year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. Can't, they can't be uh, where they should be, which is number one. <laughs> that being, that is being that said, GYV that number one? Is that just Liverpool's number one? Just Liverpool's number one. Uh, okay. Doom to be recognised <laughs> as like the a- world number one. 
<laughs> not done that for a while. <laughs> Careful, no, I sore think, throat. I don't think my voice is going to hold up for it. If I do, <laughs> try and do that more. <laughs> Sweet. That was a well, chunky news, wasn't it? It was a chunky news. That wraps things up. Thanks for listening, as always, folks. Always very, very much appreciated. If you don't already, give us a follow on all of our social media. You should know it already. If you don't, it's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen.